Hello, this is Sophie Warren, and welcome back to the SMW Podcast Bible Reading for All Ages. Today we're going to read chapters 34 to 38. Let's begin. Chapter 34, Dinah and the Shashamites. Now Dinah, the daughter Leah, had born to Jacob, went out to visit the woman of the land. When Shashem sent the hammer of Hammer, the Hivite, the ruler of the area, saw her and took her and raped her. His heart was drawn to Dinah, daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. And Shashem made to her father armor. Give me this girl as my wife. And Jacob heard this his daughter, that his daughter Dinah had been defiled. His sons were in the field with his livestock. So he did nothing about it until they came home. When Shashem's father, Hamor, went out to talk with Jacob, meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the fields as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious because the Shashem had done the outrageous thing in Israel by sleeping with Jacob's daughter and things should not be done. But Hamor said to them, My son Shashem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. Intermarry with us. Give us your daughters and take your daughters for yourselves, our daughters, for yourselves. You can settle among us. The land is open to you. Live in it, trade it, and acquire property. Then Shashem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and I will give you whatever I ask. Make the price for your bride and the gift I am to bring you as great as you like. I'll pay whatever you ask me. Only give me the young woman as my wife. Because their sister Dinah had been defiled, Jacob's sons replied deceitfully as he spoke to Shishem and his father Hamor. They said to them, We can't do such a thing. We can't give our sister to a man who is not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. We will enter into agreement with you. One Only one condition that you will become like us, circumcising males. Then we will take your daughters and take then you will take our daughters, and we will take your daughters. We'll settle among you and become one people with you. But if you will not agree to be circumcised, we'll take our sister and go. Their proposal seemed good to Hamer and his son Shechem. The young man, who was the most honored of his all his fam family, lost no time in doing what they said, because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. So Hamor and his son Shashem went to the gate of their city to speak with the men of their city. These men are friendly towards us, they said. Let them live in our land and trade in it. The land has plenty of room for them. We can marry their daughters, and they can marry ours. But the men will, will agree to live with us as one people, only on the condition that our males be circumcised, as they themselves are. Won't their livestock, their property, and all their other animals become ours? So let us agree to their terms, and they will settle among us. All the men who went out from the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shashem, and every male in the city was circumcised. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, Two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamor and his son Shechem to the sword 
and took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. The sons of Jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled. They seized their flocks and herds of donkeys and everything else of theirs in the city and out in the fields. They carried off all their wealth and all their women and children, taking as plunder everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and Perizzites. The people living in this land were a few in the number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, Should he have traveled or treated our sister like a prostitute? Chapter 35 Jacob returns to Bethel. Then God said to Jacob, Go up to Bethel and settle there, and build an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Get rid of your foreign gods you have with you, and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Then come, let's go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to him, to God, who answered me on the day of distress, and who has been with me whenever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had and the rings in their ears. And Jacob buried them under the oak at Shechem. Then they set out, and the terror of God fell down on the towns all around them, so that no one pursued them. Jacob and all the people with him came to Luz, that is Bethel, in the land of Canaan. There he built an altar, and he called the place El Bethel, because it was there that God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried under the oak outside Bethel. So it was named Alan Bakuth. After Jacob returned from Paddan Aram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am the God Almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you, and kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you, and I will give this land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had talked with him. Jacob set up a stone pillar at the place where God talked about with him. And he poured out a drink of fearing on it. He also poured oil on it. Jacob called the place where God had talked with him, Bethel, the deaths of Rachel and Isaac. Then they moved on from Bethel. While they were still distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, don't despair, for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Oni, because his father, but his father, even Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to her breath, that is, Bethlehem. Over her tomb, Jacob set up a pillar, and to this day, that pillar marks Rachel's tomb. 
Again, Israel moved on again and, pushed, and pitched his tent beyond Midgal Eder. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah. The Israel heard of it. Jacob, his twelve sons, the sons of Leah, Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, the sons of Rachel's servants, Bilhah, Dan, and Naphtali, the sons of Leah's servants, Zilpah, Gad, and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Padan Aram. Jacob came home to his father, Isaac, and Mamre, near Kirath Abra, that is, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac stayed. Isaac lived a hundred and eighty years, then he breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people, old and full of years. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Chapter 36, Esau's Descendants this is the account of the family line that, of Esau, that is, Edom. Esau took his wives from the woman of Canaan, Ida, daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Oholibamah, daughter of Anna, and granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivite, also Basimuth, daughter of Ishmael, and sister of Nebaioth. Ida bore Eliphaz to Esau, Basimuth, Bore Reu, and Aholibama bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau, who were born to him in Canaan. Esau took his wives and sons and daughters and all the members of his household as well, all his livestock and all his other animals, and all the goods he had acquired in Canaan, and moved to a land some distance from his brother Jacob. Their possessions were too great for them to remain together in land where they were staying could not support them both because of their livestock. So Esau, that is Edom, settled on the hill country of Seir. This is the account of the family line of Esau, the father of Edomites in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the sons of Esau's wife, Adah, and Rael, the sons of Esau's wife, Basimoth, the sons of Eliphaz, Taman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Esau's son, Eliphaz, also had a concubine named Timnah, who bore him Amalek. These were grandsons of Esau's wife, Adah, the sons of Reuel, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were grandsons of Esau's wife, Basimath. The sons of Esau's wife, Aholibama, daughter of Anna, and granddaughter of Zibion, whom she bore to Esau, Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These were the chiefs among Esau's descendants. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, chiefs Teman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These were the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in Edom. They were grandsons of Adah, the sons of Esau's son Reu, chiefs Nahath, Zerah, Shema, and Mizah.
These were the chiefs descended from Reuel and Edom. These are the grandsons of Esau's wife, Bazimath. The sons of Esau's wife, Oholibama. Chiefs Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These were the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Oholibama, daughter of Anna. These were the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who were living in the region. Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. These sons of Seir and Edom were Horite chiefs. The sons of Lotan, Horite, and Homan. Tema was Lotan's sister. The sons of Shobal, Alvan, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. The sons of Zibian, Aya, and Anna. This, this is the Anna who discovered the hot springs in the desert while he was gazing the donkeys of his father Zibian. The children of Anna, Dishon and Oholibama, daughter of Anna. The sons of Dishon, Hamdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Keran. The sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zavan, Akan. The sons of Dishon, Uz, and Aran. These were the Horite chiefs, Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the Horite chiefs, according to their divisions, in the land of Seir, the rulers of Edom. These were the kings who reigned in Edom before any Israelite king reigned. Bela, son of Beor, became king of Edom. His city was named Dinhaba when Bela died. Johab, son of Zerah from Bozrah, succeeded him as king. When Johab died, Husham from the land of Tamanites succeeded him as king. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, succeeded him as king. His city was named Avith. When Hadad died, Samla from Massacre succeeded him as king. When Samla died, Shal from Rehoboth on the river succeeded him as king. When Shal died, Baal Hanan, son of Akbor, succeeded him as king. When Baal Hanan, son of Akbor, died, Hadad succeeded him as king. His city was named Pal, and his wife's name was Mehetabal, daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mezahab. These were the chiefs descended from Esau by name, according to their clans and regions. Timnath, Alva, Jetheth, Oholibama, Allah, Pinon, Kenaz, Teman, Mizbar, Magdiel, and Iram. These were the chiefs among Edom, according to their supplements in the land they were occupied. This is the family line of Esau, the father of the Edomites. Chapter 37, Joseph's Dreams. Joseph lived in the land where his father had stayed in the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them.
Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a strange dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf froze and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told his Jewish brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time, the sun and moon and the living stars were bowing down to me. Then when he told his father as well as his brothers, he rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually become to bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Joseph sold by his brothers. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are gazing the the grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I am going to send you to them. Very well, he said. So he said to them, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off to the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the field and asking him, What are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? They have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. Let's... So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before they reached him, and plotted to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him in one of these cisterns and stay with the ferocious animal, devour him. Then we'll see what comes in his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him in the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said to this, rescue him them and take back to his father so when joseph came to his brothers they stripped him of his robe the ornate robe he was wearing and they took him and threw him into the cistern the cistern was empty there was no water in it and they sat down to eat their meal they looked up and saw a caravan of ishmaelites coming from gilead their camels were loaded with spices balm and myrrh and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchandise came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him to twenty shekels all silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt.
When Reuben returned to the sister and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, The boy isn't there. When can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, We found this. Examine it. See whether it's your son's robe. He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal had devoured him. Joseph had surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph to Egypt of Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Chapter 38, Judah and Tamar. At the time, Judah left his brothers and went down to stay with a man in Adullam named Herath. There Judah met the daughter of the Canaanite man named Shua. He married her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son who was named Er. She conceived again and gave birth to a son named Onan. She gave birth to another son and named Shelah. It was at Kezi that she gave birth to him. Judah got a wife for Er, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up your offspring to your brother. But Onan knew that the child would not be his, so whenever he slept with his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death also. Judah then said to his daughter-in-law, Tamar, Live as a widow in your father's household until my son Shelah grows up. For he thought, he may die too, just like his brothers. So Tamara went to live in her father's household. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. When Judah had recovered from his grief, he went up to Timnah, out to the men who were sharing his sheep, and to his friend Hera, the Adulamite, went with him. When Tamar was told, your, your father-in-law is on his way to Timnah to shear his sheep, she took off her widow's clothes, covered herself in a veil to disguise herself, and then sat down at the entrance of Enim, which is the road to Timnah. For she saw that Shela had not grown up. She had not been given to him as a wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she covered her face. Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, she went. Over, he went over to, to the roadside to meet her and said, "Come now, let me sleep with you." And what will you give me to sleep with you? She asked. "I'll send you a young goat for my flock," he said. "Will you give me something as a pledge until you send it?" She asked. He said, "What pledge should I give you? Your seal and its cord, and the staff of your hand." She answered. So he gave them to her and slept with her. She became pregnant by him. After she left, she took off her veil and put on her widow's clothes again. Meanwhile, Judas sent out a young goat by his friend, by the Adolamite.
in order to get his pledge back from the woman, but he did not find her. He asked the men who lived there, Where is the shrine prostitute who was beside the road at M.M.? There wasn't any prostitute here, they said. So he went back to Judah and said, I didn't find her. Besides, the men who lived here there said, There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here. Then Judah said, Let her keep what she has, or we will become a laughing stock. After all, I did send her this young goat, but you didn't find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Your daughter-in-law Tamar is guilty of prostitution, and as a result, she is now pregnant. Judah said, Bring her out and, la and have her burned to death. And she was being brought out. She sent a message to her father-in-law. I am pregnant by the man who owns these, she said. And she added, See if you recognize whose seal and cord and staff these are. Judah recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I, since I wouldn't give her to my son, Shelah. And she did not sleep with her again. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb, and she was given birth. One of them put out his hand, so the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on his wrist and said, This one came out first. But when he drew back his hand, his brother came out and said, And she said, So this is how you have broken out. And he, named, and he was named Perez. Then his brother, who had the scarlet thread on his wrist, came out. And he was named Zerah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a blessed day. Good night.